Welcome back to the Mom Mentality Show. My name is Austin Chadwick and co-host is Chris Lucian. And we are definitely really excited to have Andy Graham and Sean Cowan on the show today. Um, we've had them on before and had a, gr a great time. And then they've been doing this uh, really cool educating, training graduate engineers and ensembles um, at their current, current organization. And so we're super excited to hear about that. Uh, but before we jump in, um, Andy and Sean, do you mind introducing yourself, starting with Andy? Sure. Uh, I'm Andy Graham. I've been an engineer for years and years. Uh, last time I was on the show, I was an engineering manager and Sean was my coach. Uh, and since then, I have uh, I've swatched, switched roles and I'm now a, a, a coach along with Sean. So, uh, um, yeah, it's that's been a, a big change in the last uh, year and a bit. Nice. But yeah, How about you, Sean? Cool. Yeah. So like Andy, um, we're both software delivery coaches um, and, you know, we both work on the same team now, uh, coaching software teams and uh, the business verticals that we work in. Uh, we both work for a fairly large e-commerce company uh, and spend most of our time uh, coaching other people, coaching leaders, coaching other coaches and sort of building hopefully a, a cultural transformation where we work. Hmm. Nice, nice. Well, I guess maybe to jump on in, um, what is maybe the genesis or origin story of this uh, educating, training graduate engineers and ensembles? Like, how did that get started? Yeah, so we um, have uh, the have had the opportunity a couple of times over the past few years to coach uh, in a boot camp our graduate intake um, every year. So we've done it twice. Uh, we recently did another another one in, um, in our, I think it was October last year, where we had 15 graduates come in. And uh, our job as lead coaches is to coach and mentor them for four weeks. And it's part of their onboarding. And our job is to prepare them for when they go onto their product teams and teaching them technical practices, uh, teaching them uh, to how to work as a team, teaching them some of the aspects of and values and principles of the company uh, and ways of working. So that's kind of the, the, the origin of it. Um, and as coaches, we, you know, very much dedicated our time to be able to coach these guys and girls. And um, to me, this is like the best engagement as a coach, being able to coach graduate engineers, the beginning of their career. Um, and we really see it as a privilege and, uh, you know, they're very eager, they're very hungry to learn. It's a really good environment straight from day one. And so you get four weeks with some really hungry graduates. Um, and yeah, so it's a real privilege. And so that's the opportunity that we've had a couple of times. And I think the feedback has been quite successful. So we're going to do it again this year um, with even more graduates than last time. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to apply some of the stuff that we've learned over the past few boot camps. And a part of the, you know, what's central to what we do with them is uh, we work in ensembles and work in uh, or mobbing and we teach them technical practices from day one. And uh, it's a really integral part of what we do. And it's even, you know, we, we meet with them every month since then. And uh, some of the feedback that we've had is that is working as a mob or, or an ensemble has been the number one thing that's helped prepare them to go on to their product teams. So, and that was pretty, you know, that was a wide consensus of all of them. So, yeah, so that's what we do. And that's the opportunity that we've had. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, just just following on from what Sean said, I think the um, I think the two things that kind of that leap out to me from 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 the experience is that um, uh, like we've all been involved in those inductions. Everyone's seen an induction where they throw a load of content at you and you sit in a lot of lectures effectively or they give you a book to read or something like that. And and I've, I've never found that particularly uh, satisfying or helpful. Um, this is completely the opposite. It's like we, we put you in a team, we give you we give you some work to do, and then we help you solve problems that come up as they come up. Um, and just the and the other the other thing was that that in doing that, um, since they're new, since they've never seen anything else, uh, I, I remember really strongly Sean right at the beginning saying, "Let's let's make this target condition stuff. Let's 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 do this with like." We're gonna we're gonna do mob programming. We're gonna do test driven development. We're gonna do things, you know, idealistically and right. And we're not gonna <laughs> rather than kind of you know, um, uh, uh, I don't know how you'd say it. Um, rather than kind of uh, compromise, yeah. um, I think the idea is to kind of that was to kind of give them some stuff uh, that they might not even see in some of the teams that they that they eventually join in the hope that they'll kind of seed that into the teams that they join even um so yeah uh yeah. so what what was um how did it how did it get decided that uh you know new graduates would come in through this program or um you know like and then was it designed kind of afterwards or did you have an idea for it i guess like what was um yeah, what was the thinking there? Was it was it like new grads would come in and not be able to be productive at first, or uh, was it that these teams that that end up with these graduates and, uh, will have something that they needed from them, you know, for a training standpoint? How, how about that? Um, I think there's there's a couple of things there. So um, my experience of graduates straight out of university going into the industry is th there is a couple of things that I think they could really benefit from so you know learning continuous integration and continuous mm -hmm. delivery really starting on their path towards sub software craftsmanship so not just being able to have you know understand the theory and be a computer scientist and understand how a computer works but actually really being able to start that journey of software craftsmanship and, and engineering and so um you know the approach that we took was very much you know, the theme of the bootcamp was working software. And so rather than sort of give them slide decks and presentations and lectures and all that, what we really wanted to do was to teach everything through the context or vehicle of producing some working software. And so because of that, what we tried to do and, and did is we created um, some project work that they worked on for 75, 80 plus percent of the time uh, that they did throughout the course of the four weeks. And we used that as their vehicle for teaching them. And so it was very much outside in learning, back of the room, servant leadership, uh, being quite responsive to what we saw in terms of the needs that they had as teams. We intentionally created dependencies between the teams and sort of gave them some, you know, mini constraints that um, they had to deal with and some problems that they had to uh, solve. And, um, one of the things that we did that we, you know, we wanted to create quite an ambitious, exciting, um, you know, project and experience. So we uh, we partnered with a company called Intellino that provides robotic trains. 
And the project that we gave them was to build an autonomous train system. Right. And so we divided the uh, the 15 graduates into three teams. And we had uh, one team was solving the problem of collision detection between the trains. Uh, another team was doing observability. Another team was doing timetabling. And they would connect to these trains over Bluetooth that have a single train system that they built. And uh, so it was quite an exciting and engaging project. And we're not a, a train company per se, we're you know, a large company in the tourist industry, but we wanted to create a project that was quite exciting. And, and the goal of it was ways of working. So you know, we weren't constrained by having to build a project that was really specific to our particular business domain. Uh, we wanted to teach them ways of working and that was more of a priority than understanding our product domain in their first few weeks. So we tried to create an exciting project. I think it worked out quite well. They did very well. And um, like I said, a lot of it became because they uh, worked as teams uh, individually uh, in, in their teams and, and as, a, as a collective. Um, yeah, so it worked quite well, I think. So yeah, it, yeah, there was a bit of a bridging course. Like we wanted to teach them, like I said, continuous integration delivery. And having done this a couple of times, I think there is a, a need for some of this as for graduates coming out of university is, um, you know, there is a bit of stuff there that I think universities could do to help us out in terms of yeah. getting them prepared. Um, you know, not just the lectures, but really uh, doing more practical hands-on uh, code work, code craftsmanship, and uh, hitting the ground a little bit more running rather than having to sort of, you know, go through this process. But Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And so what's, what's uh, super interesting and novel to me about this is I think I've experienced corollaries to what you, you all are doing, but from what I'm gathering, it's distinctly different in another way. So what I've heard of before are boot camps that will teach, you know, test-driven development, XP, ensembling, uh, but they're like outside of a company, right? It's like an independent yep. entity or, you know, training or educational entity. And then I've also uh, been in organizations or teams where the way you onboard is an ensemble. So it's like uh, day one at the company on the job, I'm joining on ensemble and we're working on the production code like day one, boom. And so like I'm the newbie on a new on a, on a mob that's been existing for a while or something like that. <laughs> but it if I'm understanding correctly, it's almost like the boot camp thing injected internally in an organization for a group of new hires. Is is that is that what's going on? Yeah. Am I hearing that yeah, right? That's right. Okay. And you know, when Andy was an engineering manager, we did, you know, and I was working with his team, we had new people come into the team and they did what you just said, you know, that day one of, on the job, they would jump straight into the mob, straight into the production code, contributing value on day one. But this is more of a dedicated set aside time for a new collection of graduates, onboarding them into the business and really spending some time with them over the course of an entire month uh, where we teach them, you know, like I said, some of the ways of working, agility, all that kind of stuff. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And so uh, I do have a follow up question, but one thing that jumps out to me from this is if uh, you have an organization where you're not like even if they're ensembling or they're very collaborative if you inject a new person they may pick up uh non-xp habits <laughs> or non-craftsmanship habits right so this is almost like a a way to inject uh 
you know, XP and craftsmanship ideas and maybe into other teams, you know, via the newbies. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Andy? <laughs> I, I think, yeah. Um, I mean, that's the that's the big advantage of doing this over over just injecting mm. somebody into a team. I think, mm. I think one of the things that one of the ways we approached this as well was that was to give them very little at the beginning. So, mm. so we, we didn't come in and sort of go, okay, here's the best way to do mob programming that we know of, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, day day one, actually, it was before day one. We we got them on the Friday before the four weeks started, and um, we had more time with them than we expected, so we didn't really know what to do. Uh, and we we done. I think we'd done a cutter, like each each like in individuals. They'd gone off and just kind of we'd been like we'd introduced them to ideas like like test and development, and sort of gone. Can you you know work through this thing, and we'll wander around and, and help you with some stuff. And then we were like, we've got this extra time. Well, let's. Let's start. Let's try them at mob programming. Just we've got an hour and a half. You know, we could we could we could do some stuff, and um, and we literally just we walked around the, the three teams and sort of went right. Have you got a mobile phone with a with a with a timer on it? Set that timer for five minutes, and you know you're going to be typing for five minutes, and in in five minutes time, restart the timer and and swap seats. And um, you know, I think I may have also said something like you know. Just because you've got the keyboard doesn't mean that you get to decide what happens. It's got to be a discussion between everybody. And literally, that was it. And we wandered away, and and kind of and in the course of that kind of hour and a half, I think it was, um, some of the usual things that you would see coming up in a in a in a mob programming. It's like we're amongst people who haven't been mob programming very long or ensemble working very long. They start to come out, and then we can kind of work a little bit with them to ah, well, I see you you're. Um, you're struggling to stick to the timer there. Well, you maybe you need to work on smaller, smaller things. And yeah, so um, but yeah, the 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 advantage of having them away from a production environment and and working that way, I think, is that rather than I think even if I think if you went into a great team, it's possible that you might and you know nothing about the, the job, you might pick up some good practices, but I'm not sure you'd really internalize a lot of the values and principles that that sit behind that and they these guys had four weeks where they got to fail and they did in in really safe ways in the first couple of weeks um and they got to know that they they, they got to know what it feels like to really own your own process so like a week a week on they'd been mob programming for a week and a week on one of them came to me and said you know you said you were going to give us some tips about how to do mob programming better and so we did a training session with them where rather than give them tips, we got them to go out and find stuff on the internet that looked enticing, you know, go and read some things off the internet and find some stuff and come back and tell us what you're going to try next. And, and it, it, you just wouldn't get the opportunity to do that in a, in a, in a, in a production team. Yes. The, the, those are very much, we were trying to create this learning culture and environment. And um, just to kind of go back to your original question there, Austin, I think, um, the previous bootcamp that we did, uh, obviously those graduates have now been out into their teams for uh, the past three years or the past two years because we, we skipped a, a year because of the pandemic. Um, but the feedback from those graduates is quite often, I think those that are coming in as graduates have greater capacity to and passion to focus on ways of working and to drive something like Ensemble working within their team then perhaps even sort of an engineering manager or even some of the seniors that are you know, so focused on sort of the, the design work and burden, maybe even burdened by the system and they've got stuff that needs to be delivered yesterday, 
Whereas the graduates kind of come in and, and there's a greater capacity, I think, to focus on ways of working. So quite often we find that these guys and girls are the ones that are disruptive in a healthy way on teams when they come in. And, you know, it's not just the technical stuff that we teach them. Like we want them to be confident and bold and courageous. And so we focus on some of that stuff from day one. And, you know, we very much want them to go in there and challenge from day one, be asking questions, not be sitting there thinking, I'm a graduate, I'm just going to sit here and keep quiet for six months. But we want you to know you've got a seat at the table and we want you to challenge, we want you to ask those questions. And so quite often we find and get feedback from the managers that these guys are one are the ones that really do come in and challenge and, and all ask all the right questions. And, you know, we say, if you don't understand something, make sure you ask those questions and make sure you drive that learning culture and environment. So, uh, yeah, I think these guys are the ones that often end up socializing some of the XP practices and principles that we like and like to adopt and end up becoming those conduits of the culture. And, you know, we've been at sort of trying to introduce XP within the organization for maybe three, four, five years and we've had some successes and and even these guys going on to teams, the teams that they went back onto in their production environment, uh, 80% of those teams are doing XP and, and in an ensemble working and doing TDD. So they are going into teams in this particular case where there's a, there is a lot of that already going on. So yeah, it's kind of hopefully, you know, snowballing and 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 there's more and more teams that are adopting this. Some of, Sometimes partially, some teams are, are mobbing all the time. Uh, and have been for years. Um, and some teams, you know, they're doing more pairing and starting to see the benefits of a more collaborative approach. And like I said, these graduates are often the ones that drive that culture and bring that passion into the team. Uh, is it entirely uh, kind of kind of hands-off, you know, self-service, or uh, do you have a strategy mm -hmm. around um, how they get direction as they go? Uh, it, you know, because I know you mentioned that you, you kind of give them the tools to help themselves. So what's, do you have a balance there or is it just all uh, coaching in that area? How, how do you do that? Well, you know, we're, we're, so we're, I mean, our day jobs are, you know, spending time with teams, um, helping them solve the problems that, that, that come up. Um, so it, it was very much like that. It's worth adding as well, actually, that, that some of the graduates from the previous years, came back as mentors. So um it wasn't just me and Sean. Um and so you had a lot of you had a lot of boots on the ground, you know, that, that were able to kind of spot things and flag them up to us. And you know, we could and uh, so there was very much kind of a um if it's a if it's a little thing, then a mentor is gonna is gonna deal with it in the moment. If there's a more of a question about how to deal with it, then they get us involved. And if it looks like something that kind of crosses between teams something that's that, that maybe maybe there's a there's a, a gap in the knowledge then you know me and Sean have to uh come up with a, a a brief training session on the fly maybe deliver it the following day that sort of thing um but it's really kind of doing doing that minimal amount of training and just responding to the problems that you've actually seen yeah so it's a bit it's a bit of a mixture right so it's a bit of us <clears throat> letting them at it but also um, we provide that guidance. So, but but rather than come in and say, okay, guys, we want you to do stand-ups in the morning, for example, what we'll try to do is illustrate the problem. 
that that solves and then allow them to come to the same conclusion that we might, which is that we should do a stand-up every day. So rather than say, you know, here's a couple of columns, uh, you know, here's a whiteboard, this is agile. What we're trying to do is, is highlight those problems, get them to solve them, and then we guide them there. Um, so, you know, we, like I said, intentionally created uh, some constraints between the teams. And at one point they, you know, didn't know what each other was working on and they were breaking each other's code base. And uh, to begin with, they were afraid to do so. And so eventually they got in a room a couple of days in and said, oh, guys, what, how do we need to solve this problem? We don't know what you're working on. You don't know what we're working on. We keep stepping on each other's toes. How do we solve this? And we want them to solve those problems and we'll be there to guide them. We'll be there to ask the right questions, hopefully, that draw the solutions out of them. But we very much want them to go on this journey. Uh, so each bootcamp for us is like a, it's a very fluid there's a lot of flow and it's very much depends on what we see going on. And then we respond to, you know, those needs and in, in terms of the coaching that we actually do provide. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. It, it, it went, yeah, it, it went from like the, like relatively simple stuff, but, but stuff that I think it's really valuable to experience for yourself, like merge conflicts. And um, we've committed this thing. <laughs> we thought it worked, but it doesn't. And now we've broken the, the build for everybody. And, you know that sort of thing early on. Um, there was a there, uh, one of the teams. I think the team that was doing observability had kind of slightly misunderstood what they would what they were doing, and they'd kind of become very close to delivering the same thing as the uh, as the timetabling team. Maybe you know, kind of visibility of where the tech, where the trains were and stuff. Um, and so, like, but because they had to solve those problems for themselves, there was a moment. I think it was in the middle of the second week where. They all just kind of there. There'd been a little bit of conflict between the teams, and they all just spontaneously down tools and went in a room together, like the, all of the graduates. They just went in a room together and they had a big fight about you know. And we kind of we kind of went in after a little while, and we we were yeah we were like like so so how how are you getting on, guys? And they were like, well, we've decided that we all need to to agree at the start of every day what we're all doing. And because, you know, I've asked for something from that team and and they haven't done it and they don't know when they're going to do it. And and it's like, yeah, this is really similar to a to a real world environment. Now. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, but they had that kind of empowering feeling, I guess, of of solving it for themselves. Yeah. yeah. One of the themes of the boot camp was, you know, leaders go first. And so we didn't want you to sit there waiting to you know wait to somebody else to come up with you because you were blocked by something you know we wanted them to be proactive go and talk to people if you need to go and see that other mob then do that and at times you know they would join each other's mobs and help solve each other's problems and you kind of assimilate the expert so to speak into the different mobs depending on what the context was so it wasn't just technical skills or mobbing that we, we focused on it was also you know some of the softer side communication and uh, like I said, confidence and being courageous and, and being leaders as well of each other. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I, I love what I'm hearing. It's uh, super fascinating. Um, I think I have a couple practical questions. And one is, uh, so you both have done, I've heard you use the word um, mentor. Um, is that like kind of the coach of the grads? Um, and so a part of, uh, what we're trying to watch achieve is 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 really like this sustainable model where last year's graduates teach this year's graduates. Ah, I see. And I so, see. Um, and there's a lot of shared experiences there. And you know, last year's graduates been through the process. 
understand it, they sympathize with it, and uh, they're able to contribute a lot of value and relate. So um, even though they might be just a couple of years ahead, uh, ahead of the bootcamp, we built a team of mentors who would not only provide practical hands-on support and essentially kind of function as technical leaders or senior leaders within the teams, but also it's part of a process because the bootcamp is really the beginning of sort of the graduate program that we have, where beyond that bootcamp, those same group of mentors is meeting with those engineers on, you know, every couple of weeks, maybe once a month, having coffee, talking about their experiences, sharing stuff, helping them through things. Uh, so it's not so the initial bootcamp is part of a bigger picture. And mm-hmm. these mentors are part of that bootcamp, but they're also part of an ongoing program of, of mentoring them on a one-to-one basis once the bootcamp finishes. Oh, fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. So if, uh, let's say I went through this program, I was a graduate, I went through it. And then a couple years later, I'm going to be a uh, mentor or coach uh, in the boot camp and the ongoing thing. Is that yeah. like a hundred percent dedicated thing? Does that mean I'm like off of a, a product delivery team for four weeks to coach the boot camp, or <laughs> is it more of like a intermittent preacher type thing? <laughs> we, we did it. Yeah. So we, the, the, obviously, there are a lot of there are a lot of mentors available, so we did it week by week. So, but they were kind of out of their production teams for a week. Okay time essentially there was a lot of practical stuff that went on so sometimes sometimes you know those that uh, were mentoring for that particular week would also just work in the office uh in person that week and they would work nearby and make themselves available and sometimes mm-hmm. they would jump into the mob sometimes they'd be back to their day job doing their other stuff so it was a bit of a mixture it wasn't 100 percent dedicated um it was sort of a rotating you know, roster of mentors and, and we wanted to create something that was sustainable. And obviously we need to be mindful of, you know, what we need to deliver anyway as part of a business. So it, it yeah, it was it was very much um uh the 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 uh at the beginning they probably well I think we 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 introduced the idea to the to the mentors like this. You know, at the beginning you're gonna be much more involved and you guys in the first week are probably going to be needed quite a lot. And then you, you, the intention is to kind of be, become a quieter voice in each ensemble while, while, you know, as they get used to doing what they're doing. Um, although yeah. it has to be said that, that um, uh, one of the, one of the guys, one of the mentors, I think it was week three um, decided that the teams he could see didn't maybe understand react quite as well as, as, uh, as they needed to, to be doing the stuff that they were doing and just, you know, uh, stepped up, said, "I think we should we should run through a few tutorials, and I'll teach you some stuff about React." Spent a couple of hours doing that with everybody, and you know, like that sort of experience for somebody who's only kind of two or three years into the industry is is a is a lovely thing uh, for them to be able to experience. So it's I think there was a lot of benefits there for the for the mentors as well as for the graduates. Yeah, and you know, they had the opportunity to provide technical leadership, uh, particularly early on, and. Um, you know, part of the project work in order to make it successful meant that we had to front run some of the code base and do some architectural designs and put things in place and build some, you know, servers in the cloud and all that kind of stuff. So that obviously we didn't want them doing that because it would have taken months and months. But um, so we spent a good couple of months ahead of time with the mentors uh, making design decisions and, and building a little bit of an architecture, a walking skeleton that the graduates could then take and run with 
so that they weren't blocked early on, right? We didn't want them blocked on stuff for, you know, days. I mean, occasionally we'd throw them stuff and they might be blocked for a couple of hours just to, you know, okay, what would you do in this situation? Uh, so we didn't want to create really hard constraints or things that got too much in the way, but we did want to give them something that was realistic uh, as a product group working together amongst three teams where you've got some, you know, constraints you have to deal with. Super cool. Yeah. Um, another question I had was at first I was, I don't know why this came into my head, but it almost appeared to me that uh, it's like, oh, okay. So you're going to pitch to your organization an internal boot camp with like dedicated personnel to running the boot camp. But the more that I think about it, it's, it's less of a, like a elevator executive pitch and more of, you know, you need some people in your organization with time to kind of design and set it up, kind of like the onboarding or boot camp process. And then it's asking other, you know, product people from product teams if they're willing to give, you know, an hour a day or whatever, whatever the appropriate amount of availability and coaching is. So, um, yeah, uh, is that understanding accurate or was there some sort of like elevator pitch you had to give to get this thing kickstarted? <laughs> Uh, I don't think there was an elevator pitch, was there? I think um, as coaches, this is very much, you know, within our scope of work to really invest our time in. So for Andy and I, you know, we had a significant investment in, you know, building the boot camp and working with stakeholders um, to bring everything together, uh, working with engineering managers of the mentors and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of stakeholder management that needed doing up front, but um, you know, we would we, we had the opportunity to dedicate some time to this because this very much falls within the, you know, the remit and scope of what we do as a coaching team. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, th I think I think it um, it's something that we're prepared to spend time on because it 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 fulfills um, uh, that that part of the role where it's about um, creating a culture. Basically, you know that. Um, the, so, the more graduates that come through this process and go out and work in product teams, they know us. We know them. They've seen some of these things being done, even if they're not, even if they weren't being done in the teams that they've ended up working in in uh, 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 in the first kind of six, twelve months of of, um, of their careers. But it's it. I've certainly seen this, and and, and actually, I've tended to find that the the, the graduates that came through the boot camp before I was involved with it um, are the the people that you meet where you you know they 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 um, they're very proactive. They they you know they want to set up things and talk about this stuff, and they want to they want to improve quality all over the place. And 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 yeah, yeah. I think like projects like this, like graduate boot camps, is to me it's one of the reasons I became a coach and took this path rather than continuing down I was as, as a senior engineer and maybe going, you know, engineering manager. Because um, to me, this is like the best month of the whole year. You know, being able to coach graduates who are hungry to learn and, you know, having the privilege of influencing people at the very beginning of their careers and setting things in motion and, and really showing people, you know, this is according to, you know, sort of industry thinking and, and and those on, you know, kind of developing ways of working, this is probably one of the best things you can do in terms of your career. And a lot of people, you know, that we've coached and ensemble working, not necessarily graduates, but just in product teams, 
once this gets adopted, once people start to go down this path of working as a team collectively, very few people go back. You know, once people get it and it clicks, um, it, you know, it, it, it's something you always want to do and you look forward to it every day as opposed to working by yourself and having to try and solve problems by yourself. And, you know, life becomes a lot more fun when you're working as a team. And I think being able to influence people so early in their career uh, is a real privilege. And it's it's the kind of thing that I love to do and why I became a coach. So uh, I have a question about that. So um, in, in our internship program, uh, uh, you know, I, got a lot, I get a lot of similar vibes. We, we had some people, um, you know, and it sounds like, you know, after they go through the program, they go to teams that may or may not be doing all this XP stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so we had some people that were, you know, basically saying like, oh, you know, I went into an interview and, uh, I never, you know, I never learned what estimates were from, you know, in, in the context of scrum. And, uh, and so they were, they were mad because, you know, it was affecting, uh, you know, interviews and stuff like that. And so, uh, at the end of our internship program, we, we introduced a crash course in, like generic agile stuff that we didn't teach or, you know, generic software development stuff that we didn't teach while during the internship, because, you know, we didn't find value in it. Yeah. Um, did you have any of that? Did you have anybody coming back saying you've ruined it for me or. I kind of wondered if we would, um, because I, like, <laughs> exactly as you say, right. You know, you've, you've, yeah. you've four weeks with somebody and they've been, they've been working in an ensemble and they've learned to do things in a particular way. And then they they drop into a production team and somebody gives them a Jira ticket and says, go get on with that. Yeah. And they'd be like, wait a minute, you didn't teach me how to I do worry this. about that so um, much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I um I mean, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I guess in my head, uh, maybe it's a bit disruptive, but my target condition is like the 22-year-old in the interview going, let me tell you why I shouldn't estimate that stuff. Yeah, yeah, not a good idea. But I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe you wouldn't get the job. Well, yeah, and it, it was more along <laughs> the lines. Our our little course uh, that we had at the end of our internship was like, this is likely what you're going to encounter. It it might not make sense, but this is why they're doing it. And uh, and you know, you just you want to learn as much as you can about this so that you can argue for or against it later. But this is just something that we don't do in our environment, you know. But we we coach them a little bit on on that discussion that they uh, most likely will inevitably have. Um, but also, they need those tools for you know. In our context, they're going off to other interviews because we don't necessarily have a position open. Um, so it's thankfully different in your context, but uh, yeah. It, 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 I, I think I think the weird thing is that even so that we, we didn't get a lot of that feedback and uh, and I know that um, Sean had some feedback from everybody that the uh, the, the the thing they found most valuable was was the experience of working in ensembles. Um, and I think you know, the reason for that I think was because they went through the team forming process. So in that four weeks, brand new team, brand new people that I've just met. Um, Going through that storming phase and 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 forming phase in a in a short time, in the context of actually building working software, it created these enabling constraints for them to learn very quickly. Yeah. And so when they went onto their product teams a week after the bootcamp, uh, they'd already been through the process very recently of forming and storming and uh, learning to you know different communication styles and understanding how to relate to people, and I think uh, that was really beneficial to them. Um, but definitely to go back to your point, Chris, 
you know, there's a lot of stuff that you might consider uh, that people might expect in sort of an agile boot camp yeah. that we just don't go through. You know, there's no half day workshop on Scrum. There's no half day. <laughs> um, we, you know, we're not against them learning that stuff, but there's just a lot of stuff that people might look at that and go, "Well, where's that? And where's this?" And, yeah. and you know, we teach agility rather than agile. Capital yeah. A, I think. I, I don't know that we actually said the word agile very yeah. much. At all. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess my point is, is that, you know, they come out of the boot camp and then they, you know, they receive that Jira like they, they drop into an environment that's completely different. And, uh, and so at least in our context, we, we got uh, even angry feedback from our, our cohorts in the past. And so yeah. I was just curious if you'd ran into the same. Well, thing. I think this particular, <laughs> this particular year, um, the, the, the product teams that the graduates went into, uh, so there was 15 graduates, and I think there was around 12 of them said that their teams were working in an ensemble and also doing TDD. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, we were fortunate, maybe, that they they did go into a lot, a lot of them went into teams where this was a an established way of working. Now, I think in the previous cohort, uh, it, the numbers were lower, but that particular previous cohort was quite strong on courage and leadership. And they very quickly became, like I said earlier, the ones that disrupted, that asked the questions, why aren't we doing test-driven development? For, why aren't we valuing quality? Why aren't we working as a team? What happens if, uh, you know, you're working on, on something like, and, you, and we get blocked? Why, why are we not collaborating on it? You know, what about knowledge sharing? What about psychological safety? You know, they, they were asking all the right questions. And, and some of those have progressed pretty quickly through the business and, um, you know, or up for enrolled promotions and all that kind of stuff. Um, even though they've only been in the business a couple of years and and been in the industry out of uni a couple of years, so, so they're doing very well. You, um, you turn you, them into uh, Socratic questioners and uh, that to and led them into the teams. Yeah. I think <laughs> the big thing that Socratic process, um, yeah. and we we mentioned it a couple of times, but I think you guys say it as well. But you know, going into a team and either learning or contributing value, and ideally doing both. And if yeah. you're not learning something if you're not contributing value then ideally you should have the option to go somewhere else to a different team where you are doing both of those things totally agree. so yeah that open spaces approach i think maybe that's kind of we, we did play with the idea of doing that um and giving them the opportunity to really just move about in a very open space environment but i think that was a for this time maybe a stretch too far maybe we'll try that next uh, this year's boot camp later in the year oh, great Cool. Um, I, I actually have a lot more questions, but we are coming uh, near time. So Chris, I have to close this here. So maybe I'll limit myself to one more. Like, uh, you know, so, you know, I was tempted to ask more about your mentorship program after the boot camp and all, all kinds of stuff. But maybe one last question uh, before we start rounding out here would be, uh, uh, you mentioned some feedback from the graduates have been through this program. One of them was uh, they liked ensembling. Um yep. What, what are other kinds of feedback uh, you've heard from uh, the, the graduates who've been through this? What other feedback have we got, Andy? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think um, uh, just, just so that we know that it's not all like super positive feedback, I think one bit of feedback we got was, was that they would have liked, um, that it, it felt uncomfortable at times not having very much structure. And yeah. they would have liked a bit more structure. Now, 
I don't know whether I'm going to act on that feedback. If I'm honest. <laughs> well, I, I think you know. I think it's. I, I think it's valid. I think um, you know the boot camp, the culture we created from day one was very laid back. It was very fluid, lots of flow, um, and I think we could probably structure things next time a little bit more, um, but not too I much. Think, uh, yeah, and we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? I, I, I think one of the things is that. Um, so leaving, leaving, leaving <coughs> is, a, is a great thing and it's a great learning opportunity, but you have to kind of be aware of the stuff that you that either you don't have time or it's not the time yet, or you, you, you just don't want them to fall in that bear trap uh, because it's going to eat a lot of time and you're not going to be able to teach them well. One of those things would definitely be like architectural decisions. I, I don't think you're going to, you know, in four weeks, you're going to teach people to make great architectural decisions and or well enough that they won't fall in some serious bear trap. So it's kind of, you you need to give them a lot of structure in that sense to make it easy for them to succeed so that they can learn other things. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, we were quite ambitious with the project work and we didn't know if it was going to work out. Um, we had to design the architecture and implement the code base, uh, the walking skeleton, um, do some stuff in the cloud, like I said, and... Uh, in the end, they, you know, we had a showcase at the end where for an hour they went through all their working software, demonstrated it, demonstrated their ways of working, talked about their challenges to senior stakeholders, directors, some of the teams that they were going to go into. And they did a fantastic job of doing that. And, and, the, and the whole time that they were showcasing and talking about this for an hour, off to the side, they had a table with the autonomous trains and the whole system was running, you know, and you could see. Uh, you know, two trains are about to collide and one would give way to the other because the software would kick in and um, and all that. And sometimes there was mistakes and, you know, it was kind of funny. At one point, you know, they, they did crash and, uh, you know, <laughs> created some questions and, you know, what happened there and da, da, da. And, and at the beginning of the showcase, things went awry and then, you know, it gave us an opportunity to talk about some of the big mistakes that we've made as engineers was, and, and just kind of create the environment that this is okay, right? We fail forward, we fail fast, we learn from what we, you know, the mistakes and, and all that. So I think it was a lot of fun. And I think, you know, they did very well. And I think we, you know, we, we produced something that was, you know, the working software was good by the end. That was, that was a, that was a great moment. That was right at the start of their, their showcase where they were setting up the demo and, you know, and obviously this live demonstration goes awry immediately. <laughs> And there's a and there are like tense huddles of graduates kind of trying to work yeah. out. Yeah, you know, all of them are gra you know huddled yeah. around. Huddled around it, yeah. And they and yeah. and like it goes on for a little while, and then the uh, two two engineering directors wander over and go, "So uh, how's it going, guys?" And they're like, "Well, it, we're just trying to restart something. We're just trying to get it, it going." Working yesterday. We're with you in a moment, and <laughs> these these two engineering directors kind of clap these graduates on the back like. Welcome to the industry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, what the funny thing oh, about yeah. that is uh, I've been at a, a show with customers and something with the internet or the computers goes astray and people are starting to show up at the booth and, you know, we're doing the same like golf whispers like, oh, maybe restart that, you know, you know do that. <laughs> and then it, it starts working. We're like, oh, it's, it's great. Everything's fine. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. oh, man, it's real world. Well, uh, we're uh, just about at time, so uh, I just wanted to ask you guys if you had anything to plug or share before we go. Uh, maybe starting with Sean and going oh, in. Um, probably um, 
Sharon Bowman's book on servant leadership in the back of the room. I don't think she actually ever mentioned servant leadership, right. but I feel like that's what the whole book is about. Um, awesome. Yeah, that's my. Is that, the, is that the training from the back of the room book? Yeah, I think it's it's training from the back of the room. Yeah. Yeah, that I was gonna I was gonna name drop that one. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a, I mean, not that we need to name drop these people. They've 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 you know um, they're they're very famous. But um, Emily Bat as well, and the Salmon Coaching. Uh, yeah. Her website is fantastic and has loads of resources on it that are very, very helpful and and kind of show some of the stuff that's from that's, that's in Sharon's book, but applied to 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 teaching to technical agile coaching. Um, yeah, that stuff yeah. is great. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple of us technical agile coaches have got a lot out of Emily Back stuff. Um, yeah. And and, and uh, we do have an episode uh, with Emily on it, talking about the Salmon method as well on the show. Ah. Go well, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and right. and um, and because everybody else in the world's probably name dropping him, uh, Dave Farley um, sure. has written Modern Software Engineering, which is a book I'm happily putting in the hands of every engineer I can. Great. Um, like genuinely well argued and technical and yeah, wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, uh, to our audience, if you are um, maybe onboarding lots of new graduates onto your team or uh, looking for a way to explore coaching techniques, um, then uh, and or if you know somebody who is, maybe share this episode with them uh, and then like subscribe and all of that. And we will see you all next time. And uh, Sean and Andy, thank you very much for being with us. So bye, everybody. Awesome. Cheers.